Come on, everybody, it's the inside trip. So crack a high life and take a sip on that T-I-T. Get up and scream, and you can spell it backwards. You know what I mean. Your boy Brando in the house tonight. Gonna lay it down smooth and keep it tight. When Ben Watson gets on the mic, you better get ready because he brings the hype. It's about that time you already know that nasty trip, this nasty flow. The inside trip that is the show. Don't wind up on your back, bro. Uh, what's up, wrestling fans? We are back. Episode number 81 of the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. My name's Brandon Olinger, and join with me as always, number one fan man, number one co-host, Ben The Law Watson. What up, what up, what up? What's going on, bud? Ochenta, cinc- Ochenta Uno. Is that how you say it? And that's 8-1. No, that's 81. I don't know. Anyways, I try to be like you and I screw it up. <laughs> Ochenta Uno? I don't know. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, another great weekend of wrestling? Yeah, an excellent week of wrestling, man. And I guess as... You know, um, or whatever to fall in line with the rest of the season. Uh, just some some crazy results that just continues to throw some of these weight classes uh, after the top guy is just uh, into a, a complete and total shit show. It really is. I mean, last week we saw it with McKenna losing. Um, you know, and then this week we'll get into it. But I mean, what the heck are we going to do at 184 after Miles Martin? You know, so that'll be fun to talk about. Um, but it's. I tell you what, I think it's going to make. I think it's going to take shape towards the end of the year and after leagues and stuff. But there's going to be some really interesting seed and seeds this year. I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I yeah, can't can't disagree with you there. It will be uh, really interesting to see what happens with some seeds, and uh, and I guess even even bigger than that, like just how things completely shake out when every you know the dust all settles at the end of uh, the NCAA tournament in March. So. Uh, anyway, as I said, this is the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast, episode number 81. Um, we're out there at pretty much all your uh, favorite social media spots, um, Instagram, Facebook. It's under the Inside Trip. You can find us on Twitter at the Inside Trip One. Man, that Facebook we, was getting updated, baby. We got an email as well. It's uh, the Inside Trip One at gmail.com. So if you want to send us any feedback or just bullshit about wrestling, feel free to hit us up at any one of those um, those avenues. We greatly appreciate it. For the podcast itself, it's at all your little favorite uh, podcast locations, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spreaker, all that good stuff. So go out there, find the podcast, subscribe, download, listen, rate, review, all that good stuff. We appreciate it all. And finally, as we've said before, don't forget, uh, with the NCAA championships coming up, make sure you go out there and get your all-inclusive, all-comprehensive fan guide put out by Jason Bryant. You can find that at Wrestling Preview Guide forward slash inside trip and if you go right to that website it'll apply a five dollar discount so you save a little money we get a little beer money for pittsburgh when we go out there to watch the national championships yeah i need some beer money you need some beer money oh yeah yeah all right (laughs) i mean that's all we got to say about that that's all we got to say about that no man there was there was some good duels this week what i was excited about is there was a duel that i look forward to um you know, I love watching Okie State wrestle. They're, they're just really fun to wrestle, and I was excited when they had when they were matched up against Missouri. And that, I think that's probably one of the major duels this week that was was a big one that happened before Sunday. There were some decent ones today as well. We're recording this on Sunday, but um, Missouri they're riding a thirty-five match dual meet streak. Went you know thirty-five wins in a row, and uh, Okie State I think went into uh, I don't know what the arena's called, but went into Missouri and snapped that streak nineteen to fifteen in a pretty good duel, man. 
Get to catch any of that? Uh, just a little bit. Um, but you're right. Good duel. There was actually some 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 really good individual matchups in that duel. Um, some surprising results, in my yeah, opinion. I definitely. mean, let's if I'm being honest with it or with you. Um, yeah, definitely some surprising results. So let's talk about it. All right. I, I mean. You know, some of these weight classes certainly will focus on more than others. You know, kicking it off at 125. Nick Piccinini is just continuing. He's undefeated right now. I didn't realize. I think he's, they said before this, so he majored here. He was 26-0 and before that with 20 bonus point wins. He is having a 21 bonus point wins out of 27 wins. I, I mean, he's having a hell of a season, and I think right now the unfortunate thing is is it's almost like he's quietly going about this super impressive season because everybody has been so focused and concerned about Sebastian Rivera and Spencer Lee at the top of that weight class um, and, 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 and kind of wondering who's going to come out on top between those two guys. Um, yet there are, you know, as we've t- just discussed ad nauseum, there are some additional guys at this weight class who are having impressive seasons, Nick Piccinini being one of them, and he's going to get to prove next week, you know, how legitimate – you know, this season has been for him when he gets to go up against Spencer Lee in that big Oklahoma State-Iowa duel. Right. I think that actually he's probably excited about that because he gets to control his own destiny here. You know, he beats Spencer Lee. He can be the number one seed at the NCAA tournament. So um, he's just looked he, – he's one of those guys that I think has jump levels this year. He's a hammer on top, but his his attacks off his feet are just so slick, and I think he fits the mold of 125 perfectly. He's not cutting too much weight, but he's not small at the weight. I really like him, and I think that he's going to – you know, I think he's got a salty taste in his mouth by getting bounced last year in the round of 12. I think he got beat up pretty bad by Nick Lezak. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, and I think I think that's probably why people tend to, you know, in addition to the Sebastian Rivera and Spencer Lee thing, um, you know, that's probably just another reason why people tend to look past him a little bit or not um, – maybe not give him the legitimacy that he deserves based on the season that he's had. Now, you know, I think something to look at here, those, when you look at a schedule, you know, wh- who has he really beaten this year? And, and he's, but he does have some good wins. I mean, nice win over Patrick Glory. But right. I'm going to throw the caveat out there. I've said this before to people, um, and I'll say it to you. I'm probably not as high on Patrick Glory as a lot of people are right now. I think he's got – Great potential. He's going to have an, you know, an, an amazing career. But right now, based on what I've seen, his results and everything, I'm just not penciling Patrick Glory in on the podium right. just yet. He's still a true freshman, right? I mean, I think that's what, you know, you're kind of like, he's still a true freshman. He's going to have some really high moments, and he's going to have some low moments. Correct. And yeah, so, yeah, I, right. It's a good win, but it's not an elite-level win. No, I think the most impressive win of Piccinini for me is the win over Rayvon Foley um, because yeah. Rayvon Foley himself is having a phenomenal season. Um, I believe he's about 28 and two on the year uh, minus what he's done this weekend. So I think that's probably his best win. So when you look at Piccinini's season, he's got the win over um, glory. He's got the win over uh, Foley. Um, and then he's got a lot of wins over guys like Jacob Schwarm. I mean, no slouches by any means, but Jacob Schwarm, Rico Montoya, guys like that. So I think he's fringe top 20 guys. top fifteen. Uh, exactly. So I think, he's still you know a really marquee went away this year from being like all right now this now this dude's legitimately in the you know national title uh uh the conversation oh and he gonna have that chance next week baby that's gonna be fun to watch you know 133 it was nine to two um they didn't fix it that nasty inside trip you know for that inside trip of the week I don't know if we're going to give that to him or McKenna for the inside trip of the week attempt. <laughs> <laughs> the attempted inside trip of the week. I saw McKenna. <laughs> I'm going to choke. I was watching that. 
in my car driving over here. We can't over in red, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I saw him go for it, and it's probably the only time I've ever watched somebody go for an inside trip where I'm going, no, 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 don't do it. I don't know what would happen if time didn't run out. Um, he was, I mean, he was. He was trying to bonus red, but uh, anyway, back yeah, to uh, back to Dayton fix. Fix inside trips. Uh, Ernestito was back. You know, gets I think two swipes. Kind of blows the match open. Ernestito gets a reversal at some point. I think it was. I think it was a reversal. You know, Ernestito was in this match, and then he got taken down late again by Fix. Um, you know, I, I I think that just shows you. I mean, Ernestito was the five seed last year at NCAA's, and and Fix did dominate him. Although I think it's closer than nine to two score. Um, you know, I, I just goes to Where show you. Where are you going? Where are you going with this? I, I'm just. I, I guess I'm just trying to say that Dayton Fix has separated himself. We know this yes. from the middling trying to potentially get on the podium. To hey, he's guaranteed to get on the podium. It's just how high. Uh, I, yeah, I, I believe that Dayton Fix has obviously separated himself greatly from a lot of these guys in this comp- really, really deep and loaded 133 pound weight class. Um, you know, I think we went on. We did, we did our championship picks not too long ago, and I picked Dayton Fix to win it. You picked Michich to win it. Um, the more I see of Michich, the more it makes me think I need to rethink my pick. But I'm not going to go back on it right now. Um, I think that highly of Dayton Fix, and I I can't wait to see him wrestle a guy like Michich. Um, people say they're concerned about uh, you know Fix's limited offense um, on his feet. Um, surprisingly, because you, you look at a guy like Dayton Fix, and he seems like he can score from any position. Right. But it, it, I think it is a valid point. Um, but I think Dayton Fix is that good that he is going to compete for a title this year, maybe even um, win the title or at least be in the finals. But I expect this type of match um, against a guy like John Ernesti, who I've always been high on John Ernesti. Right. I like Ernesti. Yeah, you know, I think Ernesti's got podium potential at this weight class. 141. Are you, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I, I was going to say, you know, 141. The uh, uh, Cade Brock is not having a good season. No, he's means. having a pretty bad season. Um, um, I mean, he, obviously he goes out there against Jaden Ironman, who, you know, is one of the top three guys, top three, four guys at this weight class, obviously. He gets pinned by Jaden Ironman. Um, Cade Brock has now lost three out of his last five matches. He's lost six matches on the year, I believe. Um, I don't think he's ever lost more than five matches in a season through the first uh, three seasons of his career. I don't, I don't, I don't even know what to expect out of Cade Brock right now. Right now, I'm considering, I'm considering Cade Brock a fringe oh, All American yeah. guy, maybe even a fringe, you know, round of twelve guy. The way he's been wrestling, it's just well, you know. And the funny thing is, so I'm watching this match and I'm really focusing on it because I'm like, hey, Cade Brock's on my fantasy team. I got to see if this dude actually can wrestle. He's definitely small for the weight. Like he's definitely a tweener. You know, he was a decent-sized 33-pounder because he was tall, but he's not a full-size 141-pounder, especially against Ironman, who's, who's pretty damn big. And he, Brock looked pretty good. Brock and Ironman had some really nice exchanges, some scrambles. Brock was actually the aggressor. But then he did what Ironman makes people do, and he puts himself in a bad position, and he gets, like, low-legged cradled. Um, you know, Ironman, that's just – he loves this duel. Remember last year when he, like, chin-whipped um, Heil and put him on his back and pinned him? Same thing here. Just uh, catches a dude in a bad position, and he and he makes him pay. And that was that was very impressive for Ironman because I think that before that match, I, I'd even say that Brock was kind of dictating the pace, even though I think it was uh, 1-0. Um, you know, it was zeros throughout the first period, but Brock had definitely the more exchanges. He just he got in on some of his slick stuff and just wasn't able to finish on an Ironman. 
whether it be strength or whether it be just because Jaden Ironman, that's that dude. I mean, he's just so hard. He's so funky. He puts you in positions that you normally don't feel. And when you get in those positions that you normally don't feel, you have trouble trying to figure out how to finish on them in the middle of a match. You know, you need to replicate that a little bit. And Ironman's got such a style that you can't really just replicate in the room. And I think that's where if you're not completely fundamental, we've seen very fundamental people pick them off, like a Joey McKenna. But Brock, a little more wide open from the outside, tried to freaking tried to hit a high C, got put in a real bad position, cradled up, pinned. Man, that was a that was a pretty dominant pin. So, and I guess this is where my concerns really come into play for Cade Brock, whether he's a tweener or not, um, or, or a small one forty one or not. Maybe he is. I don't. I, I don't know. I thought he was a big one thirty three. Um, I thought 141 was going to be a good weight class for him. But Brock's style, that that is his style. That is his style to go out there and push the pace and to attack and attack and attack and be the aggressor. His style is not to sit back and and, and pick his, you know, and, and pick his spots wisely. And I, I maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe he's up at this bigger weight class against guys that have a little more horsepower, and he's struggling with that because, I mean, you, you look at it here. He, he loses to Ian Parker from Iowa State, a guy who's having a great season himself, 6-3. to three. Loses to Josh Auburn, 4-3. to three. Gets pinned by Jaden Ironman. Obviously, we saw earlier in the season, you know, he t- taking losses to Dominic Demas, taking losses is Sam Turner, uh, Mitch McKee, another guy right there. Mitch McKee's kind of like the poor man's Jaden Ironman, you know, if you ask my opinion. He's a guy that can kind of put you on your back from any position. Right, and Brock had never lost to McKee, lost to McKee in college at, uh, in uh, folk style before. Correct. Yeah. So I, I, maybe it's his style. Maybe he needs to kind of, you know, tone it down a bit and wrestle a little more uh, with, with some more smarts rather than just going out there and trying to outslick all of his opponents because whatever it is, it's not working for him right now. Yeah, I mean, and definitely against a guy like Jaden Ironman. I mean, definitely against the guy that is, you know, you make one mistake, he can put you on your back, and, and that's what Ironman did. Um, but, but, you know, I wish we would have seen a little bit more of this match. Props to Ironman. Um, I just want to see, I want to see where Cade Brock's at because, uh, you know, I thought he was maybe getting back into it, and then, then he got cradled. But at 149, I'll tell you what, this was the match that probably surprised me the most. I thought it was going to be a good one. I thought it was going to be close. Um, you know, Brock Mahler pretty much just put it to uh, – Caden Caden Gefeller from Okie State, ten to four final. So yes, I thought this was going to be a really good match. Um, I didn't expect it to be um, as bad of a beating as it was. Either way, regardless of who won the match, um, I think everybody has been everybody's been paying so much attention to the top five guys at one forty nine. Whether it's been Ashnault, Kalodzik, Micah Jordan, Caden Gefeller. Um, and then you get down into like Austin O'Connor, Mitch Feinsilver, those types of guys that you you forget that Brock Mahler has quietly gone about putting together a 25 and one season uh, or 25 and one record on the season. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with this was Grant Leith's spot. Uh, Grant Leith, right. who uh, you know the neck brace who went out was an All American last year, gets injured this year. Mahler starts filling filling in for him. Um, and he's already got some good wins in the year. I mean, he beat Max Thompson, not close. He beat Max Thompson nine to three. Then he goes out. He beats Gefeller ten to four. He beat um, Deegan earlier in the year twelve six. C- correct, Deegan himself, who, if I'm not mistaken, was around a twelve guy last year. Right. So he's got great wins, and some of these guys. I mean, he's really, really dominating. Um, at this point in time. <laughs> 
you know, we talk about this weight class being wide open, you know, who's going to win the spot? And I think we can all probably agree that Anthony Ashnall is still the favorite right now based on um, the results that he's put together this season. But Brock Mahler is a guy that people are going to have to start talking about, you know, maybe whether it's for the top spot or at minimum top three, top five in this weight class. Yeah, you know, I think that I also think the match kind of got away from G um, a little bit. I thought that Mahler Mahler got a quick takedown off of an arm drag. Um, Mahler actually didn't um, score off of a, of a shot in this match. He got two takedowns off of arm drags and two takedowns off of elite level defense, some far ankle stuff. I didn't realize I, I you know I'd never really seen Mahler wrestle much. So watching him wrestle, I didn't know what he was about. But I do know one thing: if you don't finish your shots quick on him. He's going to finish on you because G was in on his legs a couple times, and Mahler just beat him, beat his arms, um, you know, and he was in on the legs. And somehow he was able to get his leg free, beat his arm, score, scored off of two drags, you know, was able to put a little bit of a, um, a ride on him. And I think G started pressing towards the end, and that's, you know, when you start pressing, you can get taken out a little more. I'd expect this match to be closer next time, but Brock Mahler. Same. Did, yeah, but Brock Mahler definitely made a statement by going out there and beating Caden Gefeller 10 to 4. Um, if he hadn't already, Brock Mahler's in the, um, definitely in the All-American. He's a true freshman, and he's definitely in the All-American conversation. Um, and we'll he comes see. from the Mike Ironman School of Wrestling, right? That's right. That, you know, that's I, exactly I, right. Not as, you know, he's, look, he's not as funky as Jaden Ironman uh, or, or that type of st- style, but he does, I mean, he, he, I don't even know how to, how to, how to describe he's this. He's got some of those tendencies. He's got some tendencies that can surprise you if you're not ready for them. Um, but, yes, I, I, kids having an impressive season, especially for a true freshman, jumping in for an injured All-American. I mean, just, you know, his last if – I'm, if I'm looking at, like, his last five to six results, I mean, with the exception of an eight to six match against Josh Maruka, these are not close matches. Um, not close matches at all. I now mean, he's eight six win over Mr. Maruka. Correct. So I mean, guys having a great year. Um, looking forward to see what he can do uh, in, in the future as well. One of my actually one of my favorite matches was one fifty seven. I, I know Jared Jacuse or Jacuse. Um, I think he's ranked seventeenth. White sheets unranked. I'm not going to talk to you a lot about that. But just that it was a it was a battle. Uh, Jacuse like Mahler, like um, is from the Ironman School of Wrestling. Um, I think he was a four time. Missouri State champ getting his shot here in the lineup. Uh, um, he, you know, he's a guy that I think that over the next couple of years we'll have to watch out for. Um, you know, now we get into some matches that I think we thought, hey, you know, this could be pretty interesting. This is the part of the lineup where we're starting to see um, Okie State starting to shift down. They're dropping weights, but they're still up at their old weights because of the descent plan. Um, Chandler Rogers isn't, but, you know, eventually it looks like Joe Smith's going down there, and I don't know what they're going to do. Um, you know, Rogers beats a very game Flynn, seven to five. But then Dan Lewis goes out and just puts a freaking hurting on Joe Smith, seven zero, and then sh- looks at looks at looks at um, Coach Smith and shushes him. <laughs> it was a pretty bold move. Pretty bold move. To, I mean, to shush John Smith. I, I'm not sure, or maybe there is. I don't know. But off the top of my head. Aside from, you know, the big three, big four from Penn State, guys like that, aside from Amicic, is there anybody that's more on fire right now than Dan Lewis? Look at what he's done in his last two matches. He goes out and he sticks Zahid Valencia, and then he completely shuts out Joe Smith. I mean, he's having – right now he's peaking when you want him to peak. Right. He's got one loss on the year to Miles Mead. Oh, Miles Mead. Miles Mead, yeah, 10-7 at Cliff Keen. 
Um, other than that, you know, now here's the thing. They don't wrestle quite the um, schedule that some of the Big Ten teams do. But I'll tell you what, you know, he's still gotten to see Jordan Cutler, 8-1 to one win. Um, beat oh, Brandon that's Wal- an All-American. Yeah, beat Brandon Walmart. That's an All-American. 5-0. Beat Taylor Lujan by pin. Lujan, who's having a great season yeah, right now. Beat Zahid Valencia. By pen. By pen. And then beat Joe Smith 7-0. Je- ladies and gentlemen, this is your number two seed at the NCAA tournament to mark Hall. If he wins out, yeah. If he wins out, there's no doubt about it. Right. And without looking at the rest of Missouri's schedule, I can't imagine they have anyone else on the schedule that can threaten Dan Lewis at this point in time. Well, they're in the MAC. I don't see anybody there. So unless – well, who's – or no – yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. I, like I said, we're not looking. Yeah, looking I'm not at looking their at schedule. their schedule. Um, but yes, at this moment, he would be your number two seed. Now, at that weight class, um, what does that mean? So that means, okay, whether you're the two or three, it doesn't really matter. Right. What it does, where it's going to get interesting, is for a guy like Amin, who's beaten Dan Lewis, but has taken more losses, now pushes him to the four seed. The four seed. And now he's got to wrestle Hall, who he's never beaten. Instead of, you know... Instead of a guy like Zahid, who he's wrestled better against... Yeah, I think he probably ...at has. times. So, I mean, and that's probably debatable as well. So, that's where it makes it starts to make things a little interesting. Yeah, that Dan Lewis, think about that. you know, at the end of the day, Miles Amin could end up saying, you know, damn you, Dan Lewis, I beat you, and what did you do? You pushed me up into the four seed. Right, because, because you just had better wins. Yeah, I mean, Dan Lewis is the two. Miles Amin is the four. So if you if you just look at it based off the rankings of February 11, which I don't think anything anything's changed, and I'm looking at Flo's rankings at the moment, but I'm guaranteed they're probably all very similar. Mark Hall, Dan Lewis, Sahid Valencia, Miles Amin. That's another freaking Hall Amin semi. Where last year it was, or no, last year it was Amin Valencia semi. Correct, and Amin and, got two takedowns on Valencia right. before Valencia mounted that comeback. Who did Hall having the semis? Was it Dan Lewis? Yeah, man, you're right, Dan Lewis. Yeah, and then <laughs> Hall beats Lewis by pin. And and then Amin beats Lewis four to two for third and fourth. So that just goes to show you that Amin somehow Amin wants to be on the same side as Lewis and have Mark Hall and Valencia on the opposite side. I don't think that's. <laughs> I don't think happen. it's gonna happen. But I mean, I think if the, if he had his wish, that's probably what Amin would like. Either way it goes, look, Dan Lewis is wrestling really well right now, and I still, I mean, I still just can't stop thinking about that story that we were told right. about him. About he just doesn't even know who he's wrestling, doesn't know anything about him. He just goes out there and wrestles. Well, that's it seems to be working to well. Apparently, that's the way to do it. So th- that was, but I mean, so let's talk seven zero real quick. But can I? Okay, yeah, let's talk seven zero. All right, so we know. That right now, Joe Smith is on a descent plan. All right, he weighed in at about 170 pounds for this match. Right. Okay, so he's cutting some weight. He's cutting some weight, and then still going out and wrestling up at 174 because I'm pretty sure his descent plan, his weight cut plan, says he can't go 165 until Big 12s. Correct. Correct. So does that factor into this type of performance? Yeah, I think a little bit, but I, I don't think I don't think it's 7-0. No, right? I don't think it's 7-0. I, yeah, either. I think I think that even if Joe Smith was a healthy, I shouldn't say healthy, but cutting to make 74. You know, if it factored enough into his performance, maybe he shouldn't cut to sixty-five because <laughs> that's where I'm getting. <laughs> you know what I'm right saying? Here. Because if you're sucked out at seventy, you're going to be real sucked out at sixty-five. Um, so, look, I thought it was a pick'em, even even weighing in at seventy or seventy-one or whatever he weighed in at. Um, you know, obviously seven zero, Joe Smith just couldn't couldn't muster the strength to get off bottom. Not many people can against Mr. Lewis here. Um, Alex Derringer couldn't the first duel when Dan Lewis was a freshman wrestling him. Pretty um, sure he put rides on he put a ride on Bo Jordan as well. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what. Um, so, 
you know, Joe Smith has had some interesting results then. He's looked really good. But I think some of the biggest results people are saying is like, oh, he's he wrestled a real close he wrestled real close against Mark Hall. Well, you know, real close doesn't win matches. You know, you gotta win those matches. Now he's 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 had some wins, but um I still don't I still can't figure out what exactly they're doing at Oklahoma State by dropping Smith down, taking likely taking Chandler Rogers out of the, the lineup. I don't like this, man. I, I I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I I don't like it. I think I think right now it just doesn't make sense to me. Um Preston Weigel comes back from injury. All right, so suddenly he's now inserted back in at 197. Um, and I know we talked, we touched on this last week, but again, you know, you're talking about Gear going down to 184, Jacoby Smith going down to 174, Joe going down to 165, and battling another All American in Chandler Rogers. I really just don't like this. And here's, here, ultimately, here's the reason why. Regardless of what you do at 65, 74, and 84, um, you're leaving yourself. No room for error. No room for error, especially when you got a guy like Weigel who has done nothing but get injured repeatedly throughout his career. And it's not the same injury. It's multiple injuries. The guy is just prone to getting hurt. So if you start dropping all these people down, he gets hurt again. What happens now? Oh, now we got to bump, get gear bumped all the way back up. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you would do that. I think you would just roll without a 97 pounder. And this is a team that's going to be contending for a trophy. This is a team at one point I was like, Hey, if all of their big guns fired on the right weekend, that you know they would definitely be second. And you know, I, I wouldn't say they'd push Penn State. It's just just not possible with the bonus points that Penn State has. But they would definitely get in. They could, they could get as many All Americans as Penn State could, maybe even more. You know. Well, I mean, they did last year, right? Uh, well, two years with... ago, yeah. I uh, think last year they kind of crapped the bed, didn't they? I guess we're saying there's eight All Americans right. on this team. Yeah, yeah not eight All Americans last from, year. From last right, year, right. yeah. But um, you know, Joe Smith has lost the last three matches now. So yeah, what did he do? He lost to Luhan Cutler and now Dan Lewis. Yeah, and he's so, also got to lost to Hall. Um, all right, maybe one seventy four is not for him. Right. Or can, I mean, dare I say, you know, I mean, is is it is it too bold to say that maybe he just isn't who we thought he was going to be? Yeah, I think we got super excited when we saw him kind of come out and um, beat McFadden eleven to four, right? And we're like, oh my gosh, this dude's a title contender. You know, and then he wrestles Mark Hall tough the next match. We're like, Lots of people wrestle Mark Hall close. Right, right, right. <laughs> but then after that, you know, uh-oh. You know, some decent wins. And then three losses in a row to real to top-level to top guys. He hasn't had quite the success that uh, that I think maybe people have been, have been talking about. Uh, I, I don't know what they're doing over there. I, you know, Jacoby just seemed like he was starting to feel good at 84. Um, I don't know. I don't know. That's. I don't know either, man. Um, let's talk about 285 in this match, right. though. You know, everybody's talking about. You know, obviously we know who the number one guy in this weight class is. You know, but after that, is it Kassar? Is it Derek White? And here you go. You got Zach Elam, true freshman, if I'm not mistaken, right? True freshman, yeah, Zach Elam. Yep. I think he picked up a silver medal at the uh, the Junior Worlds this past summer when he filled in for Kirk Livett. Um, or Kirk Villiet, um, yeah. uh, when when he had to pull out due to injury, and he uh, he pushes Derek White to OT. I thought I I don't know what to think about this match or what to take from it. I don't know if it's like you know Derek White having a bad day, 
Elam having a good day. What's your take? Heavyweights, just heavyweights wrestling. Just heavyweights smacking some thighs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but Derek White and Elam's not a big heavyweight, so he's pretty athletic. No, he's pretty small. And Derek White is, uh, I think he weighed, he weighed in at like 245. It's a, he, he's a big heavyweight. Yeah, he's big, but he's he's athletic. He ain't like just, you know, he ain't just roly-poly. Um, I would Sam Stoll is what you're saying. Right, Sam Stoll's knee. Uh, <laughs> every time someone says Sam Stoll, I got to say Sam Stoll's knee in that Twitter account. I would have expected Derek White to beat Elam by worse. I mean, Derek White's the only person that's made Anthony Cassar look human this year. Not only look human, he beat him. And, I mean, he shut, he shut down everything that Anthony Cassar had. Other than that, Anthony Cassar's just rolled, and it's been almost scary. Like, there's times when I watch Anthony Cassar, and I'm like, there's nobody at this weight can, that can beat him, even though I know Gable's there. And there's times where I watch – and then I watch Derek White beat Cassar, and I'm like, oh, Gable's going to murder this dude. Because <laughs> Gable beat White, what, 8-3? Something like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so – um. So I guess your question was a lot, a lot more about Elam. I mean, Elam's a, Elam's a, a long line in the contingent of heavyweights that I think have a shot to All-American. That Look, there's going to be some weird All-Americans this year, whether it be like a Stencil or a Billy Miller or an Elam or a Joey Goodhart or a Matt Voss. shouldn't call them weird. But, you know, All-Americans that, are, that people aren't pegging to be All-Americans, that it's, they are going All-American. There will be, in my opinion, more than one wrestler outside the top ten of this weight class to All-American come March, in my opinion. Yeah, I think the rankings really right now. So. Yeah, the rankings right now has Paris outside the top ten, and he looks pretty good. Which rankings? Uh, flows, Demetrius. I think from uh, flows from uh, February eleventh. Yeah, Demetrius Thomas. Um, he's had a pretty good year for Pitt. Then you got Billy Miller, who's you know, kind of a you know, he's a grad student transfer. Oh, I I I'll, I'll agree with that bet. I agree with that bet that there's the over under. Is one point five. I'll take the over. I'll take the over all day on people outside the top ten all American at this weight class. Although it's filled in a little bit nicer now that you got you know Yusuf Amita's back wrestling consistently. Amar Desi's there. Um, you got a freshman like Trent Hilger. Yusuf Amita just got beat by Mason Paris right this weekend. I want to say, did he not take two losses this weekend? No, he took one. I'm sorry, he, he took one loss. So you know, yeah, he 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 took a loss this weekend. Yeah, it's it's a strange weight. It's, I mean, dude, Chase Singletary just beat Jensen, who had beaten Stoll. Number seven. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, this is a nightmare weight to rank. Uh, it seems like all the weights are a nightmare to rank. That's what we were saying. Because Singletary's beaten. He, he's beaten Paris. He's beaten Jensen. I mean, he's, he's doing stuff that – but then he goes out and loses. He's beaten Jennings. Conan Jennings. Who'd Conan Jennings beat? That, like, oh, he beat Paris again. Right. It's like, what the hell? Ah, it's a cluster. <laughs> if I wanted to, we could break down heavyweight too, but we just don't. Have no, time. I don't. I, I barely want to watch heavyweights. Let alone <laughs> oh, break down on. heavyweights. It's actually kind of fun. Oh, is it? I tell you what, that Jensen Singletary match was awesome. Oh, I thought you were going to say Jensen stole. <laughs> I was like, that was like. <laughs> I liked watching Jensen ride that dude out. He wrapped up that knee with a boot and said, "Ah, you ain't getting it back. You ain't getting it back." But that was a good duel, and props to Oklahoma State for going to, into Missouri and beating them, snapping their thirty-five dual meet streak. Uh, you know, Missouri did beat Okie State last year at Okie State, so... Uh, a little revenge. little revenge there. You know what? There was another pretty damn good match, probably the premier match of the week, um, that actually kind of lived, even though it wasn't high scoring, lived up to its billing a little bit more than the last time this gentleman was in a premier match of the week, and that's Steven Michik versus Nikki Soriano. Well, I think there was two Rutgers. premier matches this week. Oh, yeah. That one plus the 165. You know, uh, hats right. off to Marinelli and Wick for wrestling that match. I know there's been a, um, you know, 
they haven't been able to wrestle all the guys at 165 in the Big Ten this year and then sitting out a little bit. So I'm glad we got to see this match take place. Uh, but, yeah, let's talk about Michich and Suriano. Oh, Michich versus Suriano. So, you know, so Nikki Suriano, it's funny. The first thing I, you hear the refs say when they walk out on the match is, wash the hands to the face. Because the ref was like, I don't want to have to call you, Nick. You know, because Nick's had the um, pleasure of wrestling both of his big-time matches, one against Dayton Fix, one against Michik, at home this year. You know, he's 0-2 for both of them. I, again, I'm on record saying I think Michik is the best guy at this weight. Um, I've been on record for a good bit of time saying that. Um, Although, although I thought Nikki Suriano in the first period – I thought he was going to figure out a way to take Michic down. He hit some really cool high, um, what was it called? Like, like not a low level, but like a high level, not drop to the knee Russian style single leg as Michic was stepping into him. And he, he had that leg jacked up in the air. I do not know how he didn't finish that. He, I guess, inevitably got in on Michic. We'll say like legitimate got in where he had the leg wrapped with two hands three times, was unable to finish. Any of them, Michich got in on Nick Suriano's leg one time, and it wasn't even close any other times. He tried a couple knee pulls, couldn't get there. His knee pull was finally there, and he finished so cleanly, so fastly, that as soon as he finished it, I knew the match was going to be over. Well, for one, I think uh, there's two things, two takeaways, or two things I'll add to that, I guess. Um, I think Suriano is probably one of the toughest guys to actually penetrate and get deep in on his legs. Um, oh, yeah. Especially in this weight class. Secondly, I do think that Michich is probably one of the best finishers of anyone, if not at this weight class, possibly in the country. Once he gets to a leg, he, he can normally finish it and finish it really well. He's got great finishes. He's like a dog on a leg. Once he gets there, he's going to finish. Like and, you dog gotta on a let bone? Him, and you just got to let him like finish. like a dog on a bone or a dog on a leg? A dog humping your leg. Oh. And once he gets to your leg, you just got to let him hump it, and you got to let him finish. And then when he finishes it, you got to go clean off and think about your life. That might be the absolute most disgusting and disturbing thing I've ever heard you say. And at the same time, the most awesome analogy I've ever heard you use. <laughs> he is. He grabs that leg. He's like, bro, I ain't done yet. I ain't done yet. Come back here. His knee pull is, you know, he, he's got other stuff, obviously, off the Russian. He hits a lot of funky stuff, um, whether it be a Navy, whether it be just a Russian to a high single. But his knee pull, where he just lowers level, it's almost like it reminds me a little bit about what Zahid Valencia does with the knee pull. Real lower level. Instead of shooting in so much, he lowers his level and kind of pulls, reaches that right hand out to the um, to the, his opponent's right leg, pulls in that knee, sweeps behind it with his left arm, finishes it like a single, even though it's almost like a little bit of a high crotch step. And it's, it's slick, Rick. I, I honestly thought this takedown that he got to win the match was one of the most – Picture perfect examples of I mean, it was just beautiful counter wrestling. This was off a Suriano attack that Michich fended off. They get back up to they was it off that? they circle back up yeah. to their feet. And when I watched right. it live, it was almost You're as right. if Suriano took a bit of a break, hung out, and stepped forward with that right leg. I think it might have been the first time the entire match that Suriano actually stepped forward with that right leg and just taking a break. And Michich did not take a break. He immediately saw the opening, took it, and finished it. And I thought it was beautiful that counter was right. wrestling. It's exactly what you teach when you coach wrestling and what you mean by this is how you counter wrestle. That, that's right. I think that both of them were kind of playing the, um, 
kind of playing. Both of them had scouted each other. Now, whether or not they've been like personally scouted each other or their coaches scouted each other, look, both of these coaches scouted each other. Everybody watches it, it, video. Yeah, There's so much think, video on these guys. They know what each. They 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 know what they do. Right. If you don't think coaches were watching the video, I was like, hey, watch this, watch that. I think actually Jim Gibbons and uh, Tim Johnson on the Big Ten Network. Um, Kind of even mentioned that, like, oh, that must have been scouted because Soriano was in so deep off something like that. I don't know if particularly that one was, but I do agree they both scouted each other. And when Michik saw an opportunity, he got in on it. I'm more concerned that Soriano got in so deep on Michik. Like, I don't know how he didn't finish the first one. He had that leg jacked up in the air, and he had both legs on it, and then he was holding a wrist at one point. I'm like, okay, so he's got the he's got Michik's left leg jacked up in the air, and then he's holding Michik's left wrist. I'm like, how do you with his with his left hand? I'm like, how how do you not finish this one? This is an easy jack it up, step in one big step with your left foot, take a step with your right foot in and sweep. And I cannot believe that he I cannot believe he did not finish that. I can't believe it. I don't know what to say, man. <laughs> I don't know I, I what to say. I guess what in. I'm going at is Michik is like not only is he not we knew he can take anybody down, but if he has that type of defense too, he's gonna be tough as shit to beat. He's gonna be real tough to beat if Nick Soriano's got gives him his best attack and gets that leg in the air and he can't finish it. Then I don't know who's finishing the shot on on Michik this year. It ain't Luki Pletcher. And you know what the crazy thing is. Like, does this just not speak volumes to how good Seth Gross is? Because Seth Gross dominated Michic. He yes. dominated this entire weight class last year. Not many people were within a few points to him. And I just think it goes to show, and it speaks so, so highly, or it speaks to, you know, to so highly to how, how great Seth Gross is and what his absence from this weight class has now done is really opened it up. Michich right now is the guy that's stepped up and gotten the job done. Um, he, he's beaten the people in front of him. He just went out and he, you know, he, he beat a very, very good Nick Suriano as well. Um, I still think that this weight class has not been decided yet. I still think there's a lot left um, to see before. You know, obviously, look, obviously they still got to wrestle the weight class in, in March. I just don't think that Michich has things wrapped up right now, like everyone says. Well, let me ask you this question then. Okay. Go ahead. Um, can they win a national title? Steven Meechich. Yes. Dayton Fix. Yes. Austin DeSanto. No. Nick Seriano. Yes. Nikki Phillippe. No. Luke Fletcher. No. Ethan Lizek. No. Austin Gomez. No. Roman Bravo Young. Because those are your top nine. Those are your top nine. And I, I, I'm, I'm a little, I'm race. a little torn on the Roman Bravo Young. I hate saying We've that. Seen him wrestle okay, one I hate tough saying guy. that anyone can't win this, especially guys at this level. But the the guys I said no. <laughs> Why not? Because we're sitting here having some cocktails. Yeah, <laughs> probably a little overweight. You know, little... I should caveat this. Um, I don't think they'll win it, but they could destroy me. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. But the reason why all the guys that I said no to have some serious deficiencies or and or limitations limitations okay big well, i'll use I limitations like um so let, let's go back through them again so go, go sure who was the first guy i said no to uh DeSanto. DeSanto. um i honestly think um DeSanto has all the talent in the world and he's got an amazing pace i don't think he has the head to go through three days in march without making uh multiple mistakes 
to keep him from winning it. Right, whether that be on the mat or so off So that's the mat. his limitation. Who was next? Philippi? Philippi. I'm going to say, um, I think in this weight class, this year in this weight class, it's going to be his youthfulness um, that will prevent him. You, youthfulness and lack of experience wrestling these guys of this caliber at this level. Right, because it's his third year in college, but he hasn't wrestled he hasn't wrestled the NCAA grind. Correct. I, I would actually say yes to Philippi um, and yes to DeSanto. But then after that, I would say that Michik, Fix, DeSanto, Seriano, and Philippi all have a chance. I don't think I'm going to give Pletcher a chance. Limit, big limitations um, in terms of scoring. Lezak, just, he just hasn't done st- – then again – Lezak in March is different than Lezak the rest of the year. You know that you're right, and I guess you know when you got to him, I wanted to say yes, but the thing about Lezak is this man; he's not going to turn everyone. So in a close match, at the end, many people in, the, in a close match at the end of the third period, is he going to be able to get a game-winning takedown against a guy like a Dayton Fix or a Steven Micic or somebody like that? And I, I just don't see it. Yeah, I agree with you. And Austin Gomez, you know, he's – no, I mean, he's he's a big move guy, but he puts himself in such a hole. I mean, we've seen him. We've seen him put himself in a he's hole. He's fun to watch. Oh, he's great. absolutely fun to watch. He's going to mess some people up. RBY is the one where I didn't want to say yes because it's Penn State, and we haven't seen a lot from him against upper echelon competition. But let's, let's look at it this way. Does he got offense? For days. He's got amazing offense. He's a great counter wrestler. His reattacks are phenomenal. Can he get out from bottom? Yeah, we've seen that. He can get out from bottom. But from the elite guys, Dayton, from a Dayton fixed double boot, it's going to be tough. I don't know. That's going to be tough on a lot of guys, but can he yeah. get out from bottom? Can he play? Yeah. You know, can he get out from bottom? And, and then can he ride? We just saw him ride Pletcher out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, can, and Pletcher's not a guy that gets ridden out a lot. So he he has that ability. I'm so, just wondering if Penn State, if he was wearing a non-Penn State singlet, he we would be as high on him as if we were. Maybe we would be. I don't know. Maybe we would I, be. I don't know. Uh, but, Good yeah, fodder. Yeah. I, Good I, fodder. 33 is going to be fun, baby. Oh, my gosh. 33 is going to be fun. Let's talk about Marinelli and Wick. Oh, yeah. That was an amazing match. That was actually a really good match. And we saw great things from both of those guys. Right off the bat, Marinelli does exactly what he did at Midlands, gets back to the gets, gets back to the double leg, gets the takedown, all right? Clean a- Advantage takedown. Marinelli. Finishes fast, right? Post-double, he realizes, hey, Wick, real scrambly, what's the best takedown to take, take away a scrambly guy? You get both of his legs. Double leg. Get both of his legs as quickly as you can and lock those suckers up. Correct. We used to say that about Mymarver against um, Bo Nickel. Bo Nickel. Yeah, exactly. And then, second period, what does Wick do? Go on top. Yeah. Takes top. Ballsy. Ballsy. Hey, you're right. That is ballsy. And suddenly, it was a two-to-one match. Now he rides him out the entire second period. Folks, it's a tie game. And, I mean, Marinelli did not want to play anymore on bottom. No, he did not. Tie game. So what does Marinelli do? Going into the third period. Takes neutral. What does, to the surprise of many, Wick says, all right, right off the bat, right off the whistle, takes a shot, gets takedown. Right. He's like, I'm not going to have a chance because Marinelli bowls him so much. He And, and I hate... I don't hate to use that word. That's why they call him the bull. But he bowls him. He gets in your face. He crowds him. Wick is so tall that Marinelli is able to get low enough to where it's real hard when they're in ties for Wick to be able to fire off a shot. And I mean, you got a level change to get a good shot, right? It's hard for him to get down low enough to be able to put off that shot. But off the whistle, he, he doesn't have to deal with Marinelli kind of quite up in his face. 
And I think he also surprised him a little bit. And he took I him think he surprised nice. him, yeah. And then we're like, oh, this match is about to be over. Because Wick was, Wick was going to ride him out, right? I mean, Wick was just going to put a boot in and ride him out. But he doesn't. Marinelli gets the reversal, all right? Reversal. He gets the reversal. Now we got a tie match. There's a minute left. You and I are both saying, "Cut!" The, Marinelli needs to cut him. You got to cut, cut him. him. And, and I'm saying cut him because, look, you're going to exert a ton of energy trying to ride this guy out for the last minute. On top of that, the momentum right now favors you. Cut him. Get back to your takedown. You don't want to go to a sudden victory with a guy on his home mat. Right. A, and B, if you go to sudden victory, Wick might be able to do enough to, to fend you off for a minute, and then it just goes top-bottom type stuff. Well, we were wrong. Marinelli rode yeah. him out, and he went to sudden victory and got the takedown. Yeah, and he got the takedown. I'll, I'll tell you right now. Folks, that was a fun match. Alex Marinelli is your number one seed at Big Tens. Ooh. And you know what? Why? Over Vincenzo Joseph? Two-time returning national champ, brother. Yeah, but last I checked, they don't take that into considerations for Big Ten seedings this year. I don't know. I could be wrong. You guys correct me if I'm wrong. You guys usually do, actually. Um, but, but I mean, it's Vincenzo Joseph. He wrestled for Penn State, Brandon. Uh, again. He's got to be the one seed. He again, for Penn ben, State. He's undefeated. Ben and anyone listening to this, I don't know all the rules, but I'm pretty sure um, they don't take into consideration which school you wrestle for in seeding criteria. But he beat Imar twice, Brandon. <laughs> again, Ben, that wasn't this year. <laughs> no, I'm just giving you all the arguments that we're going to get. No, I agree with you. I mean, Alex Marinelli's wrestled a tougher schedule, um, and Alex, Mar- Alex Marinelli and Vincenzo Joseph are both undefeated, right? Correct. Can we confirm that? They are both undefeated. 20-0 and 0 for uh, Vincenzo Joseph, and I think Marinelli's now, probably after this win, 19-0. and 0. Marinelli's got two wins over your returning third. So we're talking this year, but we've got to look in the past to look at the resumes of the, of the wrestlers they've beaten. So Marinelli this year... He's gotten two wins over your third-place finisher from last year. Vincenzo Joseph, I don't know who his best win is. Well, I okay. would say it's not Evan Witt. Joseph has – look, look. Let's, he's Marsteller, though. But, again, I think you got to look at Big Ten results, okay? Especially all That's things right. being equal, you've yeah. got to look at Big Ten results. Now, they're both undefeated, which means they're both undefeated in the Big Ten. Um, Joseph's best win in the Big Ten is going to be Logan Massa. All right, good win, good win. Good win. Okay, Logan Mass is a good win, but after that, he really has no other great wins in the Big Ten. Now, he's got some great wins throughout the season. Chance Marsteller, Bryce Stewart, Josh Shields, those guys, but you know what? That doesn't do much for you for Big Ten seeding. Right, I think that's what people need to understand is that when – I think that your um, assertion is correct, that for Big Ten seeding, I think they really look at Big Ten results, Right. I, I believe that, so. Yeah, I, th- I, I, I believe so. Yeah, I, I think that I think that even if they look at outside results, I think that they're going to look at Big Ten results first. Um, if they only look at Big Ten results, um, if that's not if if not that they only look at Big Ten results, um, Alex Marinelli, Big Ten results, they're better. Alex Marinelli has a win over VJ last year. So, but again. Uh, I think that's great for conversation for saying who are you going to pick to win the entire thing this year. But it doesn't, it doesn't do much you know, for, for seeding. Now, what's interesting, I, I think you need to uh, – we've got to look at who they've wrestled within the Big Ten this year. All right, let's take a look and, at it. Um, you know, when you look at who they've wrestled in the Big Ten this year, they both have wins over Isaiah White. Okay, They both got a win over Isaiah White. Um, Marinelli uh, – or Joseph has the win over Logan Massa. Marinelli's got – Two wins over Evan Wick, plus the win over Isaiah White. So I think 
they're both lacking some they're both probably lacking some some you know i guess uh, i don't know how to put this but um well let me ask you this did did penn state wrestle uh wisconsin in a duel i think they did of course they did yeah i don't think that vincenzo wrestled no he did so not. if vincenzo would have wrestled and beaten wick i think this conversation would have been uh moot I don't know if it'd been moot. I think you have then you have a. I think then it's Ooh. a nightmare for the seating committee. Oh, okay. So you because thinking... because Marinelli could say, "Well, I got two wins over Wick." Yeah, although one was in the duel, one was in the yeah, Midlands. Oh my goodness! You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So all I'm saying right now is I think with this Marinelli at this point in time is your one seed at Bigs, which pushes Vincenzo down to the two seed. You, Does it really matter? You know what I'm excited about? The fact that two of the most like. Crazy fan bases are going to – I'm getting on the Hawkeye Report and and BWI as soon as the seeds come out. I can't wait to just read that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. But give me Vincenzo. All right. You want to bet something on it? I do. What do you want to bet on it? I'll tell you what. Who drives the Nationals? (laughs) Oh, that'd be a big bet. F you, man. I just drove to North Carolina there and back. I drove 16 hours by my. <laughs> you didn't give me a reprieve once. Hey, I was telling you results from wrestling. <laughs> That's an important thing to be doing. Why don't we just bet a bottle of. Uh, what have you been drinking lately? Wine? No. Liquor? Okay. Well, we, we, Beer? Been drinking some whiskey? Yeah. What's your, what's your go to? <laughs> Canadian Club. All right. It's cheap. You can't. <laughs> so. I'll, no, uh, I want to bottle this Don Julio oh, I got that's right like here. A Forty dollar bottle. <laughs> oh, I can't help it. I got better taste than you. You do, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> we got to come up with a bet. Let's put it on here. All right, how about this? We'll come up with it and then we'll put it on to the next tool or the next the next pod. No, because I like this. Now you got me. Now you got me wanting to talk but, about. Yeah, but this. I want a real good bet. Like I don't want to. I don't want to put something on. Put something on the mic. I don't want to put something on paper when it's not good. Let's think about it and then let's really bet. What it. do we always do Wednesday night when we go to nationals? I'm not betting you a freaking steak dinner at one of the most expensive places we normally go to. That's good because I don't feel like paying for yours either. Right. I mean, I'm acting like all of a sudden like I'm in like big trouble here. I mean, I got Vincenzo. Yeah, right? Right. Who, who hasn't beaten Marinelli? Did they, did they not meet up at NCAAs or Bakes? I don't know. Maybe he has, but he, Marinelli beat him last year. I mean, that's true. <laughs> oh, man, we're getting out of here. Let's, we'll think about a bet, and we'll we'll We'll, we'll post put it, it on here. All right, but yeah. you're taking Vincenzo in that match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think that Do you think Vincenzo wrestles him? <laughs> Big Tens? <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for the number one seed in NCAAs? Yeah, I think that they probably would wrestle, man. I think they probably I'm kidding, would. I'm kidding. But then again. It's going to be a great match. One of them, I mean, them is going to have to get through Wick, bro. It might not even happen at, at Bigs. We, you know, we're—, we're um, Let's look at let's look at um, Big Ten one sixty five real quick, because we're uh, we're precipicing this on something that might not happen. Okay, number one, we're really going off topic. Number two, uh, can you please uh, tell me what precipice means? <laughs> and, and can you tell ninety nine percent of our listeners too? I'm sure there's probably only about three of them out there that know what that means. I, I don't know if you know if I said a word right, but basically precipice. Like, um, basically, is this like all intensive purposes? No, for all me? intents and purposes. <laughs> what I'm basically saying is like um, prefacing, you know. We're prefacing um, that these two are going to wrestle when we also got Evan Wick, Isaiah White, and Logan Massa. First of all, five out of your top ten guys at 165 are in the Big Ten. There you go. Okay. So Joseph, Marinelli, Wick, Massa, Isaiah White. So that's just your top ten. And then after that, um, you don't. Re- you got Joey Gunther. Uh, I'm sure n- Ohio State's going to put out a wrestler. Yeah, Ohio State will put out somebody. Um <laughs> 
I doubt they'll put out much points. Um, At the Vicks. <laughs> oh, man. I... So let's just talk about these top five guys. Five out of the top. Yeah, I think five, five is there. I don't see Isaiah White. We haven't seen him get over the hump against a top-level guy. We've seen him wrestle him close. Hell, we've seen him wrestle. We just saw him wrestle Tayshan close. Tayshan close. How about Logan Massa, though, taking Vincenzo to a sudden victory when they just wrestled? Right. That was a sudden four to two sudden victory. Right. You know, but until they beat him, until they beat them, although Logan Massa beat Marinelli last year at Biggs and then flexed in Brand's face. And, that was crazy. And then what happened in NCAAs? Yeah, it didn't. It didn't happen. Logan Massa didn't know American. Exactly. Don't flex. So I, I think that if we're really talking about it, the bet. But what was the point that you just, you, you made a comment right before that. What was that comment? Until they beat them. Until, until they can actually beat them. Like until, until I can actually see that they can beat an elite level guy, keeping a close thing don't do you, doesn't do you much good. Right? We know Evan Wick can beat elite level guys. We know Alex Marinelli can beat elite level guys. And we know Vincenzo Joseph can beat elite level guys. We don't know whether or not Isaiah White can beat elite level guys. And we don't know whether or not the Logan Massa that's wrestling currently on the mat can beat elite level guys. Elite level guys. Top three, top four guys in the NCAA. Well, if I'm not mistaken, Marinelli and Vincenzo Joseph have only wrestled each other one time in college. Okay. Advantage Marinelli. Advantage Marinelli. Nine to six. But I tell you what, whoever's gets well, so so for all intents and purposes, Isaiah White is probably going to be your four seed. Massa, Massa will probably be your five seed. So the one's going to have to go through a White or Massa. Well, the two's going to have to go through Evan Wick. I think that that favors the one. Did you say White or Massa or a Whiter Massa? <laughs> white or Massa? Come on, man. Yes, we understand Massa's whiter than <laughs> he's faced <laughs> Joseph. Yeah, but White or Massa, um. Is going to face probably your one, and Wick and, Wick and um, whoever it's going to be is going to be your two. Um, I still think that Joseph Marinelli happens, although I mean Wick, Wick don't, don't I don't I, I'm not counting Wick out against either one of these. Dudes. I think the one seed, aside from not having to face Wick, may have a diff, more. Diff, I mean. I don't know. Look, look, the bottom half you're going to have your your two and your three. So let's just say Joseph and Wick. All right. The top half, the four and five. That's where things get interesting. They're going to cancel each other out. They're going to yeah, because you only have to face one of them. Right. Yeah. You're facing White or Massa probably. All right. And I'd rather have White or Massa over Wick. I mean, I I think that's hard not to to, to debate that. I think it's hard to debate that. Right. Yeah, but there's just something about Logan Massa to me that like if he if he can get back to his old form, you know, he, he just he was at Biggs last year when he beat Marinelli and he just took Joseph's sudden victory. Okay. We're getting way off topic, but still, um, for getting to the end of the season, right? This yeah. is what we this talk is, about. This, baby. Is, this is what makes it interesting. Um, I think Marinelli is your one seed. I think Vincenzo is your two seed. I think Wick becomes a three seed. I agree with all of that. Everything you just said, I agree with. And I hope that we see Marinelli versus Wick in the finals. Cause um, that was an awesome match. And I just hope we get to see it again. I want to see Marinelli and Joseph. So that way you can own up on this bet. I'm taking my pot shots at Penn State right now. I know you are. Okay, but in the finals tr- of NCAAs, can we go? I'm trying not to. Look, I'm tired of getting death threats. I am legitimately tired of getting death threats. <laughs> we only hate you because you guys are so good. <laughs> um, all right, so, uh, yeah, man, we're we're, approach- break- we're approaching about an hour right now. Listen, we got a couple of big, big yeah. events coming up this next week, okay? Yeah. Um, Oh, did you want to say something? No, I mean, I wanted to talk a little bit about 184, but that if you want to talk about 184, it's going to take us about 15 minutes probably. 
And I don't know if you got the time for that. Let's talk about 184. I know you wanted to talk about this. 184, outside of Mymar, like a lot of these weight classes, is a complete and utter shit show. It's a shit show. Just, and I think that it, it shows and, you no more than the fact that Max Dean just majored Zach Zavatsky this year, 9-0, who he'd lost to 13-6 to at Cliff Keen earlier in the uh, year. But and, not only that, but he beat Chip Ness this weekend as well. And the whole reason you wanted to have this conversation essentially was because we, we, we wanted to debate right. who is number two to Miles Martin. Who does number two work for? Oh, <laughs> Who does you going two? Austin Powers, huh? Hey, 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 you grab a hold of something, bite your lip, and show that turd his boss. How about a courtesy flush? <laughs> <laughs> what did you eat? That was like um, Dan Arnold, or what, what was his name? I have something Arnold. And I know you just spent like all this time doing this research about who should be number two, and you're not going to like my answer. No, it's going to be Zavatsky, right? It's going to be Zavatsky. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I honestly think that— That's aside, where I'm at, too. Aside from everything that's gone on this weekend, um, which Zavatsky getting majored by Max Dean 9 to nothing, Chip Ness taking two losses, yep. uh, Max Dean and Nick Renan. By the way, big props to Max Dean having a great flipping re- weekend. Um, He's going to jump in them, them, them rankings now because I didn't realize he was 12. Yeah, and if you think about it— he. Aside from his loss to uh, what was it, Dylan Wisman? Wisman. Yeah, at South Beach Duels, he took uh, uh, what, what lost it? to the prey and a loss lost to the prey and lost to Zavatsky. Wins over ZZ Top. Wins over Ness. Wins over Foster. Preach. Wins over Preach. Yeah. I don't know if he's no. Does, does Dean? Have, I don't think no. Dean has a win over Preach. I'm thinking of Zavatsky. Yeah. No. Yeah. So. Okay, so let's talk about the players real quick. And I agree with you. We both went to Zavatsky, but I think the players for number two could be Zach Zavatsky, Renan, Vens, Parker. Rashid, I threw Dean in there just because he's had a great, great year. Zach Zavatsky's majored Dean and lost to Drew Foster twice, right? So, yeah, I mean, right now Zavatsky has three losses on the year. What, what, he's only lost to two people. He lost to Drew Foster twice at Cliff Keen, and then he just lost to Max Dean. But he also has that big win over Max Dean earlier in the season when he beat him, like, what, 13-6, to six, if yep. I'm not mistaken. He's beaten um, Ness. He's beaten Ness. Beaten Preach. Yep, and beating Bonacorsi, who Bonacorsi's wrenched a couple people. Yep, including Nick Renan recently. Right. Renan got major by Bonacorsi, but he's beaten Vens, Ness, and Preach. So by the I, way, Zavatsky's beaten Bonacorsi twice. Yes. So, uh, and I'm oh I'm I'm taking all my Mars results out of this, all of my Mars losses because almost all of these guys have lost to Mymar, or or it wouldn't matter. You're not holding a Mymar loss against any of these guys. No, no, not at all. So Renan's got something to say because his only loss I think is uh, to Mymar and Bonacorsi. So that's two losses versus three. He's beaten Vens, Ness, and Preach. Hold on, hold on. Two losses versus three. But I'm how I'm going to rebuttal that is um, Zavatsky's only lost to two guys. One guy at the same tournament. Okay, so I think it's six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. Yeah, you're probably. By the right. way, Renan's lost to Bonacorsi. Um, Zavatsky's beaten Bonacorsi twice. Okay, so are wins over Ness, Preach, Bonacorsi, and Dean better than Vens, Ness, and Preach? You throw in the Vens there, you don't have quite the. You don't have the Dean win. So I think the Renan actually now all of a sudden. But his loss to Bonacorsi is probably worse than his loss to, than ZZ's lost to Dean and Foster. I actually think Renan might be the two now that I think about it. His only loss is an outlier to Bonacorsi and Mymar. Is that an outlier considering Bonacorsi is ranked sixth according to right. the rankings and just beat Chip Ness? So maybe it's Bonacorsi. No, but I think that beating Vens, Ness, and Preach is similar to beating Ness, Preach, Bonacorsi, and Dean. Vens, Ness, Preach. Preach. 
similar to beating Ness, Preach, Bonacorsi, Dean. So you basically you get. I think the Vens win is better than both the Bonacorsi and Dean win. You'd think, and they both have the Ness and Preach win. Bonacorsi's only lost to Mymar, or excuse me, Green's only lost to Mymar and Bonacorsi. Zach Zavaski's lost to, got majored by Dean, lost to Jufrasso twice. I think Reen and Zach Zavaski have some pretty good claim to two. How many matches has Reen wrestled? I think he's wrestled 14. Okay, so he's wrestled 14 matches. There's something obviously not right with him. He's been injured, okay? Right, knee, I think. Knee. I, I, I think that was clearly evident, especially in his match against Miles Martin. Um I, I still think at this point in time, and it, it, again, does it really matter? No. Um, and the reason why it's not going to matter is because both of these guys are in the ACC and they're oh, going to meet each other right. at the ACC tournament. Right. But right now, if I, I, I'm going to give the advantage to Zach Zavatsky, even though he's got three losses rather than two. He's only lost to two guys. Um, one of the guys who he's lost to, Max Dean, he also holds a win against this season as well. Um, and I'm going to call that nine to nothing loss to Max Dean. That is an outlier loss in my opinion. A true outlier loss. Now, and, and Max Dean's legit. Yeah, you know, I, I love Max Dean. The nine nothing is an outlier. I think so. Doesn't Vince have a claim? Uh, Vince has got five losses after today's match against um, uh, Ohio State. Yeah, including one to Cash Wilkie, which is probably the worst loss of all of them. Would you say? Uh, correct. And lost to Ness, so he's lost to Renan, Cash Ness, Cash Wilkie, and you said five. I don't have the. How many losses does he have right now? Oh, no, two to Mymar. Yeah, two yep. to Mymar. So, yep. I, yeah, I took Mymar out of this. Wins over Drew Foster times two, which is funny because Drew Fo- Zach Zavaski has two losses to Drew Foster. Correct. This is what we're talking about. I know guys. it's a total shit show. And then he's also be- Ven's also beaten Parker, returning third, and Bonacorsi, who <laughs> majored Renan. And Zavaski's beaten twice. Oh God! So that's why I'm saying this is one of those situations that. You take what happened this weekend, and I just, I, I just, we're, we're just leaving it as is. Because even though um, Zavatsky lost nine to nothing to Dean, he turned that around the next day, beat another guy fifteen to nothing. So, do you uh, think that this is these are guys that just aren't very good, or do you think that these guys are all are all pretty damn good? They're just all pretty even. Okay, did you really just ask me whether or not Nick Renan, Zat Zavatsky, Taylor Vins are guys that are any good? Ball. I think it's softball. <laughs> I know the answer. I'm going to go with They're not uh, very good. Whatever B was, I'm going to go with B. <laughs> They're pretty good. They're, They're just all about good. equal. They're just all about equal. They could all beat each other on any given day, which is what you're seeing here. This is going to be an – you know, 84 has been consistently tough for the past couple of years. And although it doesn't have the star power of Bo Nickel anymore, um, they've, they've it's got a lot of really good guys. Because, guys, we're forgetting about Parker, who's – Really limited action this year. Lost to Vens, went over Wilkie. You know, Dean he's lost to Wisman. Zach Zavaski, Dupre wins over Zach Zavaski. Ness Foster, what a nightmare to try to see Dean. Try to see Dean right now. It's impossible. And I would just, I, I just want to make this one comment before we move on. Well, we got to bring him up. Miles Martin is dominating this. He is just as dominant of a figure in this weight class. As Bo Nickel is at 197, at Jason Nolf is at 157, and as a guy that lives in Ohio that follows the Buckeyes, I'm gonna miss him. Oh, I'm gonna miss him a lot. He 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 looked great against Vince today. I mean, he phenomenal. Just... Is there anybody in college outside of maybe a Jason Nolf that chains together 
multiple attack after attack after attack after attack from one thing to the next based on his opponent's reaction. Right, I agree with you. Like, he doesn't have the home run hitting power that a Nolf or a Bo Nickel has, but his chain wrestling is great. And, you know, I think that he could have been, beat Venz even worse, but I think that he wrestles a, li- he wrestled a little conservative because he was worried about, you know, Venz is, Venz is a home run hitter too. But he still beat him. I think it was like 12 to 5, and he gave up a hands to the face caller. It would have been 12 to 4. I mean, very dominant. Should have made it. Right, should have made it. It was a major for all intents right. and purposes. Right, and he was in on a shot again to get a takedown again. Um, one last guy at this weight class, we got to mention him. Why? I mean, why, why not Rashid second? He's undefeated, bud. I mean, it's easy. ZZ Top, Rain, and Vens, they've all got crazy losses. They've all beaten up on each other, but Rashid is undefeated, bud. Who's his best win? I think it's Sammy Colbre. <laughs> Who's that? Or I think Hunter Boland. <laughs> That's I'm messed sorry. up. Tim Colbert's decent. I mean, he's a good wrestler. He's way higher than I I'm ever I'm sorry. <laughs> like, Sammy will beat the shit out of me. Um, no, but, but right, when we're talking about these guys, he's not up there. And then I'm talking right now for rankings and for seeds. I've long said, I've said this all year, I've debated it with you earlier in the year, that a healthy, let me caveat this, a healthy Shakur Rashid is the biggest threat to Miles Martin in this weight class. But based off of results right now, is he the number two guy at this weight? No, I will not rank him number two. I will not seed him number two. And I don't eat green eggs and ham. <laughs> <laughs> I will not eat green eggs and ham. Yeah, I mean, he took seventh last year at 197, a weaker weight class than what this is. Uh, drops down. He's looked great, but he hasn't had quite the elite wins. We don't know, guys. We, and again, we don't know is, what he really is. Shakur Rashid is a great wrestler. We know that. Do we give him more credit, though, because of the singlet that there he wears? Is. Maybe we do. Okay, do we say that he's the biggest threat to Miles Martin because we know he can cradle anyone from anywhere on the mat? Probably a little bit. Um, I also like the confidence that Shakur Rashid, you know, walks with as well. You know, and sure. I, you know, he just seems like a seems like a guy that I want to do shots with outside. You know, <laughs> on a bar at <laughs> a bar sure one he, time. But. I'm not sure he's hanging out with us. <laughs> but no, he, and also I, I like that the fact that although he has confidence, he's very professional. Um, he's, he's a very good guy. You know. Uh, you know he's he's not uh, you know he's not a huge celebrator. He has you know obviously you celebrate when you win, but it's not you know he's a good dude. He seems like a good dude, and and, and that's good. Yeah, and if he had if he had the wins these you know the, the the elite level wins that all these other guys have, I would say yeah he is your number two guy right now, especially if he was undefeated. But he doesn't. Man, we've talked a lot about number twos. So uh, speaking of number two, um, <laughs> you're the best. You're the only guy I'd ever want to do this podcast with. That's right, baby. I'm just kidding. So there's, uh, a, I think there's a couple, couple, couple matches next week. They're going to be pretty fire, huh? So we touched base on this a little bit. Obviously, Oklahoma State, Iowa's coming up. Yeah, um, I'm gonna like that. Let's match. let's uh let's break down this a little bit. Let's give some. Can we just make some some predictions on who we think are going to win some certain matches? Yeah. All right, let's do it. I'm going to keep track of these so that way when we go to talk about this on the next episode. We're gonna figure out. Who's, well, no, because I I know smarter. I know what you do. God damn it! You always you say you say you pick somebody, and then on the next app, you you if they lost, you said you picked the other guy. That's not true. Oh, I got. I'm so on to you. Full of it, whatever. Oh, 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 I'm on to you. All right, so here's the deal: we can't pick we can't pick the same people. Okay, so I'm gonna start out at 125, and you'll get to pick at 133. <laughs> That's not fair. All right, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna pick winners of each weight. Plus, whether we think it was decision, major, tech, or fall. That sounds good. All right, 125. Kick us off, my man. Spencer Lee, Nick Piccinini. Give me Spencer Lee by decision. I think that the way Nick Piccinini's wrestling this year. So they wrestled twice. Once um, looked like Piccinini got pinned. Once it looked like it was a 10-5 to 5 decision. I think both those happened last year. Give me Piccinini to hold it to a decision. All right. Um, 
I'm going to say the same thing. I'm going Lee. Going decision? Where's this duel at? I don't know. We'll have to find out real quick. All right. I'm going to say Lee decision as well. Okay. All right. 133, I think that's actually a good question, though. Why? Because you don't want to get Carvered? You want to get Iba Gallagher? Is that even a thing? Gallagher Iba. (laughs) Gallagher Iba? Yeah. uh, (laughs) Not quite the same thing. Dayton Fix Austin DeSanto. (laughs) Oh, dear I say. Do it. Do it. Dear I say DeSanto decision. Awesome. I'm glad we're not picking the same. Uh, I'm picking Fix by decision. The Fix is in. All right. I I just, I think Austin DeSanto is just a maniac. Uh, that is a, a true statement. I mean, like, on the mat. Like, I, I don't mean... That as, is a as true as a statement. The dude just goes crazy. The dude beat Suriano 8-6. Fix, I mean, Fix didn't get a takedown against Suriano. Nobody beat him. I know. I think they, I think this match is going to be closer than people think, bro. I, I'm not saying it's not going to be close, but I'm picking Dayton Fix. By the way, WrestleStat has this duel 16-16, to 16, right? Yeah. All right, it's going to be a good one. Okay, 141. Is it Turk? Is it Murin? Does it matter? I think they're probably the same, and give me Brock by decision, right? Yeah, I'm going to go Brock by decision as well. <laughs> what are you doing over there? Well, I'm trying to type. <laughs> um, I do think it's going to be Turk. Actually, I don't know who's going to be in this duel, but I think Turk's going to eventually be the guy. All right, 149. Lugo or G-Feller? G-Decision. I mean, Lugo, his... It's Lewis had a strange year. Yeah. All right, all right. I'm going to go G Feller as well. Decision. He just got rolled up by Mahler. He, he did. Got he got mauled, mauled by Mahler. Oh, God, we're nerds. We suck at everything <laughs> we do involving this. Um, but, no, I think I think that um, G's got that nice little offense. Lugo just hasn't quite had – really, he hasn't had quite the offense this year. He's been He's at the defense. It's really going to come down to whether or not – this sounds stupid, but it's going to come down to whether or not Gefeller can t- get to his legs and take him down. Oh, really? Is that what happens <laughs> in wrestling matches? If he can do that. <laughs> is that what happens? Well, because I don't think that Lugo is going to take Gefeller down. Um, oh, you know what? They have this. Let me change this to Venture Turk. There, does that change things? Does it change things? It doesn't matter. No. All right, so go ahead. Uh, no, it does not. All right, so next up, 157. This is where things are going to get interesting. I'm going to take Caleb Young. Yeah, and yeah. you can't do that. No, I, I I got young. Is it bonus? I'm going Caleb Young by a major. No, you're not. I am. Yeah, give me him by decision. All right. White sheets look good. WrestleStat has it. Caleb Young nine to four over sheets. Yeah. You think you think sheets looks good, huh? <laughs> I like sheets. All right, you taking Sheets to win? No, I like Sheets because it is also named after my favorite gas station slash restaurant in college that had the best buffalo chicken subs after a night of hanging out. Now this is where it gets fun. Chandler Rogers, Alex Marinelli. After all that talking, you gonna you gonna walk the walk? Yeah, I think Marinelli's gonna win this match. It's gonna be when he's gonna win it by decision. Yeah, I got decision too for Marinelli. Who's next? Joe Smith versus, uh, I think they've been throwing out Bowman. They threw out Bowman today. Right, well, they throw out a couple different guys. Um, Joe Smith's going to get back on his horse and not give me a major. I'm going to take Smith by decision. Any reason why decision, not a major? Um, I just think that 
again, he's got to continue to get that weight down. He's going to continue to cut weight. I think uh, this is a match where uh, both these teams are going to wrestle hard for. So a guy like Bowman knows his role, prevent the bonus points. So uh, I'll take. It's not like Joe Smith's a prolific bonus point machine this year. What's next? Jacoby versus Cash Wilkie. I think this is going to be a good match. I think this match might actually surprise people, but I want to hear your pick. Oh, I'm going to go Jacoby. I think he's looked great at 84. I don't know why he's going down, but that's a conversation for 30 minutes ago in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, Jacoby by decision over, over Cash Wilkie. I think that he's got a little more offense, and he's also got the home run power. All right. Um, I'm going to take Wilkie by decision. So this is where it's splitting. Yeah, I'm going to take Wilkie by decision in this match. Okay. I, I, Wilkie just strikes me as a guy who he's definitely not pretty by any means, but there's just something about him. He's just kind of that I don't know that underdog Iowa guy that if the duel came down to a match between him and Jacoby, he's like, dude, I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get this W. I'm gonna get this W. We're gonna win this match. I think he's got the ability to win. I mean, I think he's been around a twelve twice, so he's obviously beaten some good guys. Here's where here's a good one for you: Gear versus Warner. Yeah. I mean, Warner's had a strange season. He's not really been the guy that everybody thought he was last year when he, I think, did he major Miklas when they wrestled when Warner was yeah, on the team? Yeah, that was kind of like his coming out. Right. You know, yeah. No, you're right. And I think Gear, too. You know, Gear's making that descent back down to 84. I think it's going to be a it's gonna be a doozy. Who are you taking? Give me Warner. You going to take Warner? Yeah. Give me, give me Warner by decision. All right. What Same here. I tried to talk you out of it. <laughs> are you taking Warner, too? Yeah, I'm taking Warner. Uh-oh. So where are we at right now? What's the scores? Because it's all going to come down to Stole White. All right, you're right. Yeah. All comes down to Stole White, but... All comes down to Sam Stole. I got to go back on something. I want to go back. No. No, I got to go back on something. I'm, well, I'm not going to allow you to. You can do no, what you, you're gonna allow, you, I'm, I'm do not, what you I, feel comfortable with, but in my mind, I'm going to remember this. I'm not changing my pick on who's going to win the match. I'm changing my prediction on... The outcome of the match. Like All right. I'm going to go back to Spencer Lee and Nick Piccinini for a second. You're going to major Spencer? We both said decision. Yeah. He's been wrestling. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm going to, you know, Spencer stuck him last year. And they also only beat him 10-5. I want to go major. <laughs> All right. I want to go major. All yeah. Right. I want right. to go major. All right. I'll, I mean, I'll allow, gonna allow that. that. All right. So um, with that. We are going into heavyweight. You have Iowa 15, Oklahoma State 13. I have Iowa 13, Oklahoma State 16. Really? Really. So we each have it right now. What do I have it at one more time? 15, Iowa, Oklahoma State 13. Oh, Oklahoma State's going to win then. You taking Derek White? Yeah. Taking decision? Give me Derek White by decision. I don't know. I mean, under normal circumstance, I'd pick Sam Stoll, but he just, Sam Stoll's knee, bro. He got shot in the knee. <laughs> he got, Sturk shot him in the knee. Everybody can cart a half. One of their 141 pounders shot him in the knee. He did. <laughs> I mean, how are you going to pick that, dude? Who was it that said, 
thought Vince Turk would be scoring more based on how he was shooting this summer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> somebody said that. I can't remember who it was. but That was hilarious. It's kind of funny. It wasn't me. But somebody said that. I wish that you said it. I think it might have been Kyle Brackey from Flow or something. Oh, uh, was it? I think it was. It wasn't me, I guess. Well, whoever it was, shout out. Please hit us up if it was you. Um, Yeah, I'm going to take White. And I'm going to take, I guess, Ogie State beating Iowa in the duel. Yeah. I'm going to go White decision as well. And uh, the exact same. Does that so, tie it up? Um, or no, that that means they've kind of blew them out. Nineteen. You've got uh, thirteen. Yeah, you've got uh, Oklahoma State sixteen fifteen, and I have um, Oklahoma State nineteen thirteen. Wow. Okay. But yeah. So it's going to be a good duel, man. We got to watch that one. Oh, we got to yeah, watch it together. For sure. Uh, other one, big match next weekend. Yes. Now maybe not a big duel. But the match I think everyone's been waiting for next weekend, Ohio State wrestles Cornell. And now you know what that means, right? Yeah, Ben Honus rematch against Colin Moore. And it was fireworks at the Cliff Keen. I tell you what, he reversed him at the end to his back with the nice little navy to uh, win the match. Colin Moore did. So I'm pumped for that match. Colin Moore, good luck to you, my man. Oh, also we're going to be treated to a Joy McKenna versus Yanni Diakamahalas. I hope so. Look, Tom Ryan has wrestled these dudes the entire year. Look, we both, we all know that Tom Ryan, you know, we all know that Ohio State sat guys out before in the past. It's happened. Not what, this year. What are you saying? I, they better wrestle. Look, I don't know, do, do either one of them, Yanni's got something to lose if he doesn't wrestle, right? Or if he, if he, if he wrestles. Okay, stop. Stop, stop, stop. We're not going here with this, and this is why. This is why we're not going to go here, okay? Right. Okay? Um, for one, if Joey McKenna went out in the condition he was against Penn State and wrestled Nick Lee, Joey McKenna's going to wrestle in this match. And stop. Right. Yanni Diakimahalis is a guy that lives for this shit. He's not sitting any match. He didn't go to Cliff King? And, well, I think he was legitimately recovering from that injury. He went to the Matt Town. But he's been wrestling. I know. He's been wrestling. Right. We're going to see this match. All right. Give me your pick. I mean, I picked Yanni to win it this year, so I guess I'm going to go Yanni. Where's the match at? It's at Cornell. I'm picking Joey McKenna. Oh, shit. I'm going Joey McKenna, dog. Why? You think you can get it on one of those single legs and finish it? I do. All right. I do. <laughs> so let me ask you this then. And we're, this is where we're going to end. They bumped Nick Lee ahead of Joey McKenna in the rankings. Yeah, all right. Dumb. All right, because he beat McKenna. Um,. Was that Nick Lee's got one loss, right? Well, who bumped him? Earl didn't bump him. The old Matt didn't no, bump him. Well, I'm, we're looking at Flo's rankings right, right now. So, let's just say, you know what? It's not going to matter. I think it will matter. It's not going to matter because McKenna and Nick Lee are going to see each other again. Yeah, it's not going to matter in the freaking semis of Bigs because Mike Carr's going to be the one seed because he didn't wrestle Nick Lee today. Yeah, you're right. No, but but it's not going to matter. I, I was sitting here thinking for NCAA seeding if they all had one loss, what do you do? But it, but but it does matter. matter for NCAA seeding if McKenna beats Yanni. Correct. And then wins the Bigs. Correct. The then McKenna's the one seed. Yeah, it, right. it, it's a moot point. Or if uh, McKenna beats Yanni and Nick Lee beats McKenna again. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and Nick Lee's the one seed at NCAAs probably. Now you give it to Yanni. Yeah, you probably do give it to Yanni. Here's the thing. If McKenna loses to Yanni. No, you give it to Nick Lee, actually. Yeah. She wrestled all season. I don't know. I don't care. If, if McKenna loses to Yanni but but still but wins bigs, he's the two seed. Correct. So, you know, Correct. So Big Tens is – McKenna's got to not focus on Big Tens right now. You go out, you go out and beat Yanni, 
and then do your work at the bigs. You can be the one seed. You go out and you lose to Yanni. Okay, it doesn't matter. You do your work at the bigs. You're still the two seed. Right. It doesn't matter, though. All right, so you're taking Yanni, huh? Yeah. All right. I got McKinnon. You got Yanni. I'm not thrilled about it. Anything else you want to cover? No, man. That was this is a good pot. It was fun. fun. It was fun. Good banter. All right. So that's all we got for you guys today. Episode number eighty-one of the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast is in the books. Please don't forget about that fan guide out there. Wrestlingpreviewguide.com forward slash Inside Trip. You get it for fourteen ninety-nine instead of nineteen ninety-nine. You save some money. We get a little money in our pockets to help feed Ben's habit at the NCAA wrestling tournament. And uh, we would be greatly appreciated if you can help feed his habit. That's all we got for you. And as always, don't wind up on your back, bro.